Welcome to Tony Talks Humanity Matters. I'm Tony Julian, a conscious wellness expert and your host. And today I have two amazing, great friends with me. They're friends with each other. And uh, it's Kevin Chang and Bertrand Newson. Welcome, guys. Thank you Thank so you. much, Tony. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah, this is a real treat for me. I was on your podcast not that long ago on Race Mob, and I want to go into today. What I'd love to go into is you both have such great enthusiasm, inspiration, energy, and as we are starting to move through this pandemic finally, not over yet, but finally, and as things are starting to open up, what that means for for people, how they can become more engaged, and I really want to talk about like Fitness Motivation 2021, and also together, um, you know, how we can help elevate people, get them moving again, feeling good, getting back into the groove, so to speak. So Kevin uh, is a technology and a fitness nerd and yep. the founder of Race Mob, <laughs> which is a community for endurance athletes, which I love the whole endurance, the whole aspect of endurance sport. It is just so impressive to me. Um and so you also have a podcast, and then Bertrand, you are the founder of Too Legit to Quit, and you are the team captain, and an RRCA certified running coach, and a USATF certified official. I don't know what all those abbreviations stand for. <laughs> Alphabet soup. Alphabet soup. <laughs> I just like to stay active. Love people and like to stay active. That's what that, that means. <laughs> there you go. That's great. So, Kevin, can I start with you? Tell me a little bit, a bit about what you are doing now about Race Mob and your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Race Mob was something that I created in 2012. Um, as a technology nerd, I was starting to build um, websites and figure out how technology can better connect us as athletes. So Race Mob itself, the website has a race directory. Um, that's where you can find out about upcoming 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons. Um, and we're actually building a lot on top of that in 2021. So we're actually building that website again from scratch on the newest technology platforms. We're allowing uh, our athletes to connect with each other so that you can find meeting points on race days, find other people, follow their journey um, as you meet them on race day and, and find other races that they may be able to attend. We're also building a lot of community platforms on top of that so that you can communicate, ask questions, meet other people online, as well as whole uh, other swaths of training plans and training programs, which Coach B is in charge of and helping uh, athletes train for their races and train for them well. Um, and on top of that, on top of all of that, we have um, products, product recommendations. We have a newsletter that goes out weekly and we have our podcast and YouTube channel. So um, we really do try to entertain our guests. We have some amazing podcast guests, just like you, Tony, uh, on our podcast. And, um, and we just hope to help people stay inspired and motivated uh, throughout their fitness journey. So that's kind of the swath of things that we're doing on the, on the backside of Race Mob. Well, that is quite a lot. And I think especially as people are, you know, as we're coming out of the pandemic, that ability to connect with people and find people and go running together. And there's nothing better than having a buddy, right? Everybody's been so isolated for so long. And um, even in the best of times, that is just so ideal, right? And Kevin, you're still looking for a job on top of all of this. Is this enough? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, I think I think you hit the nail right on the head, right? I think uh, sometimes we think of running or we think of fitness as this lone journey. You're out on the road for by yourself, and you're trying to you know stay motivated and stay inspired. And yet, when you can bring that community aspect to it, when you can when you can find other people that are going to be in that journey with you, when you can learn and share each other's stories, um, we have just found it so much more motivational. And so, you know, I think I got inspired because I found all these running events and, but it wasn't until I actually started saying hi to people, started actually patting people on the back, started actually listening to other stories on that starting line that really uh, running resonated with me, fitness resonated with me. And that's actually where, you know, I met Bertrand all those years ago back in 2013 was at a race. And so, and you see the friendships that are made and these lifelong bonds that are made on that starting line. And we just want to propagate that for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask how you met. <laughs> so that is quite amazing. That was just divinely inspired, of course. Yes. Absolutely. And I do want to hear, I want to circle back later to some of these stories that you're referring to, because I'm sure they are absolutely beautiful things. And that that just everybody just needs that little pat on the back or that little bit of inspiration, that uh, that affirmation that that they're doing well and they're happy and it's fulfilling in so many ways. So that's that's great. And you're coming up on 10 years. I guess. Yeah, I guess wow. so. Yeah, about about 10 years of this platform kind of being launched and created. And yeah, I think it's interesting because both Bertrand and I are later in life athletes. You know, I think um, I actually grew up, I was overweight as a kid. I, um, you know, had kind of a, a not so healthy relationship with food. And it wasn't until 2008 that I actually got a dog and started taking my dog for a walk. And that walk turned into a jog and it started turning into a run. And so for me, the whole idea or the whole concept of helping inspire people find their fitness self has been really a motivating factor behind race mob in 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 general you know i think when I found fitness, I found confidence, I found a new level of energy, and I started finding community and friends outside of, you know, outside of the home. I, f I felt like I could go out more. And so that's really what we're trying to inspire a lot of the times here is, um, you know, helping people find their fitness. Mm -hmm. And what better way to, to do it? And as you said, you walk, then you jog, then you run. It's it's a process. Right. It's not that's you right. don't go that's out right. and you become a runner overnight. Although, uh, so Bertrand, tell me about where you are right now, what you're doing, and to legit. Thank you very much, Tony. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Where am I right now? Um, I'm the very fortunate uh, head running coach for Race Mob. Uh, team captain and founder of Two Legit Fitness, uh, one of the Bay Area's largest running communities uh, here based in the South Bay, San Jose, California, with over 800-plus members. Very proud of that. Um, always pretty active for the most part, but gotten to running later in life in my early 40s. And I'm all in as a, uh, a fitness enthusiast and as a coach in helping share the joy and love of endurance sports, specifically running. Uh, I've been a certified running coach for going on, I guess, about four years now. And um, working with Kevin has given me a wonderful opportunity to fine-tune um, my ability to help mentor others in the love and joy of just getting outdoors, finding a road, track, trail to explore the greater Bay Area. And um, I'm all in. This is this is what I do as a professional. Uh, Semi-retired from the hospitality business after three decades. 
um, my love of social fitness uh, is flourished. And as we'll talk in more detail, how that's impacted um, the running community during the pandemic, um, how we've made some pivots and have still been able to find a level of closeness as we still work to uh, be happier and healthier versions of ourselves. That's really beautiful. And, and I love how you say love because, I mean, that's what it's about. You create, you both nurture these environments where you can see people are absolutely flourishing and thriving. And I see pictures of wherever you are, there's some road somewhere and there are trees and cattle and bridges and flowers and people are doing little, you know, jumping in the air and doing little sidekicks. And you can just see the joy in people's faces. I really love it. They're happy. You can just see they are just brimming with joy. And so the fact that you can bring that to them with the fitness just encapsulated, like, you know, here it is, we're here for you. You know, you've got people's backs, nobody's by themselves in this, just the camaraderie. And, and I know there's a gal that you mentioned uh, earlier in a previous conversation that helps you in too legit. Becky, is that right? Yes. Becky. Uh, Becky uh, Do you want to talk about her we, a little bit? Give her a little shout we can. out. She's our uh, team co-captain and it's just, uh, she's a human being. Her story itself is incredibly inspiring who's gone through a significant weight loss journey. Um, and as life happens to all of us, um, relationship transition, divorce, raising two kids, um, uh, a, a community leader from a fitness perspective, but also working for the county in a very demanding job, being able to balance all of that and serving as a role model um, that if you know you can navigate life's adversity and come up on the other side even stronger um, with a smile on your face, inspiring uh, people just by your own example. Um, you know, she's, we're very fortunate to have her. Um, we, and one of her, her podcast is one of our most popular, um, as was yours, Tony. So uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity to shout her out. Yeah, thank you. I know that she, I, I see her just so often in photos and she's always tagged and, uh, you know, I thought her being in, in lieu of her being here to give her the kudos that, that she so absolutely so deserves. There's no too so legit really fitness great. without Rebecca Hernandez, without a doubt. Yeah, exactly. So tell me more about what you do as far as your training and coaching within Race Mob, how you work together uh, through this, you know, this joint endeavor. Well, um, I'll, I'll take that, that lead initially, Casey. Um, everybody has their own journey, uh, Tony. Um, everyone is looking to, when they're coming to us, to either they've found their inner athlete or just rediscovering their inner athlete. And we're there to help them on their journey, help that that uh, roadmap of fitness, because we've been on that road before. We have some experience on where to make that left turn, where to make that right turn, where to avoid those little obstacles that will slow your progress down. And being able to uh, have people come and share their own experience allows people newer to the community just to be have a more enriched experience. So um, as we have people coming in the community, First, identifying what are they looking to do? Are they looking to run longer, run faster, prepare for a particular race? And then from there, we're able to assess where they're at right now. And then together with input from the athlete and our experience, being able to put the best plan in front of them to help ensure success. And what does success look like? The ability to enjoy your fitness experience and to minimize the downtime. Downtime 
injury, because sometimes that's going to happen if you don't have a plan, if you're maybe um, spending too much time or not enough time doing certain exercises, having enough rest, having the right amount in- of intensity, or just kind of cruising down, smelling the roses as you're navigating a beautiful trail, having that insight uh, coupled with the subtleties of the right gear, gear, shoes, um, hydration, nutrition, uh, what to wear when it gets warmer, when you're uh, approaching a course that may have a little bit more heels, all that experience. And then having a community, which has been profound with the race mob community and the two legit fitness community. Um, also the group hug community, Tony, uh, Tony, that you're putting out there as well, having a sense of community, people who are like-minded, a same level of motivation can help pick you up when maybe you're looking for a little bit of motivation has been the secret sauce for, for us with race mob and helping our, athletes get to the next level. Yeah. And I, I think part of the beauty of, of race mob is it is, you know, national it's nationwide. We've met people from all over the country. Potentially we're going to meet people from, from Europe and, and potentially all over the world. You know, we've had podcast guests from Singapore and we've had, um, so I think that's part of the beauty, you know, in this day and age where um, you can have virtual coaches, you can have virtual discussions, you can have online meetings and uh, share knowledge. Uh, and it's not so it doesn't have to be so localized um, that it has been kind of the beauty of this friendship where whereas I think too legit initially started as, you know, a smaller group. But it has this foundation of being a community and having people, be, you know, that are so welcoming and not intimidating and a group that is for everyone. And now too legit has become, you know, national, international as well. Um, we're trying to build that same foundation up with race mob as well, where you don't have to be located in a certain area, but you can still feel welcome. You can still feel part of that community. Right. And I think we sometimes forget, you know, we're in San Jose. It's a million plus people. <laughs> there are so many pockets in the world, in the United States, where, you know, we have somebody out in Connecticut and they're like, well, you know, what can I do out here? And it's snowing. And just the fact that you can step up and engage with them and inspire them and get them started is is really wonderful. And I think, think thanks to Zoom and all these other, you know, mediums, we can actually get out there and, and impact more. So this has been a blessing in a way. What would you say to the person who maybe hasn't started running, always thought, oh, that's something that appeals to me, but I've never really done it. And Bertrand, you started in your 40s. And Kevin, how old were you when you first started? Uh, Late 20s. Late Late 20s. 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely one of those things, you know, I I started and stopped so many times, right? I had so many false, like, oh, I should do this. I should try it. So I try it for a week or I try it for two weeks and, and it never really stuck until I finally made a commitment. I put it on my calendar. And I think the number one tip that we give to new runners is to, to start small, start slow. Um, you know, just stay consistent with it. Um, I think too often, Runners try to think, oh, let me try to go at a fast pace, a quick pace, get this over with quickly. Um, but there's so much value in inherently enjoying that exercise and that run and what you're doing out there. So you just, you have to find a way to enjoy that experience. And that usually starts by going slow. And that usually means starting with walking, you know, starting with walking or a really, really slow jog, a conversational pace jog so that you just enjoy that experience and you want to do it day in and day out. Yeah. I mean, Kevin, you're exactly right. 
that coupled with what we're talking about, community, having an accountability buddy, having somebody that may be able to get out there with you shoulder to shoulder um, may be a little tougher for some um, with the concerns regarding the pandemic. But we're kind of getting further down the line with that. Um, and mm-hmm. if you're putting your goals out there that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm training for something or I'm starting to walk, <clears throat> walks turn to hikes, hikes turn to jogs, jogs turn to, into your first 5K, your first 10K, there are, are great support groups out there, as we've talked about, that can help you navigate each one of those progressions. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I just, I, it's so funny. I'm thinking back, back on my, one of my very first experiences running. And I was never a runner, but I decided someone said, Oh, let's go do a 5K. All right. Well, you go through, you do the run and then you lose your cookies, right? Not a great experience. <laughs> so you're saying there are better ways to do it than that? Yes. And some people, it's, you know, trying, and Kevin and I, we talk about this, um, finding your why. Uh, some people, everyone has good intentions, but it's tough to find the motivation and to stay consistent because ultimately it's the ability to say, stay consistent weekly with some tweaks into the training schedule, adding a little bit more mileage and varying the types of exercises, varying the intensity. Those are the things that we can get into more detail, but it's the consistency after you have bought in. And what's the motivation? One, to see a healthier version of yourself being able to conceptualize and visualize that happening, or maybe taking yourself to that finish line, your first 5K or 10K, that's the motivation, feeling the metal being put around your neck, or being a role model for your kids and your family, or maybe it's a cause. Um, Maybe there's a a charitable foundation that really speaks to your soul that is going to help keep you motivated. And once you put those goals down on paper and then put the plan down on a calendar, it makes it easier to break down the 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 process versus, oh, boy, I have to train for how long? You know, what do I can I really see myself getting any faster? Is there is there anyone that I can talk to that's maybe gone through this process before? And once those those questions are answered, it just gives you a, a better sense of direction as we talk about navigating your fitness path. Um, and you have these virtual pit stops that you can ask and get really good information and just feel more empowered along your journey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of things we would not do without professional advice, right? I mean, that's just across the board. You have someone that's gone through that experience before, and and it's not like it's it's something that you can just go eat a cheeseburger and go run. I mean, you're talking about nutrition. There are a lot of different aspects of taking care of yourself, right? So so given that, Kevin, what do you normally eat before you go on a run, whether it's a, a training <laughs> or – don't tell me donuts. I, I saw that picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I may be one of those. Uh, more on the rare side, I, I do most of my cardio in a fasted state. So I do um, usually do my runs early in the morning uh, when I do go running. And that's usually so usually I don't eat too much before my run. Um, that being said, like if I am going on a race or something that is going to push my endurance more. So I think most of my runs, again, I'm at a comfortable pace. I'm not going to push my endurance too much. I'm not going for long runs, um, except for maybe once on the weekends. Um, so if I am pushing my endurance longer, then I am trying to balance again, the macros that we've learned from you, Tony, the, the making sure I'm getting the, the proteins, the complex carbohydrates, um, a little bit of fat in there. Uh, so I will try to do a little bit of 
have, again, like peanut butter or almond butter, um, maybe a little bit of complex uh, carbohydrates in, in the toast or, or something like that, um, you know, a little bit. Yeah. So those are, those are the kinds of things that I'm looking at doing for my longer runs. Right. When your body really needs not only the calories, but the nourishment, right? And, That's right. Um, That's right. And then post-recovery. And Bertrand, what are you doing mostly before your run? Well, you go. I asked you a question. I know most of the <laughs> answer, but share. <laughs> uh, that, that's a very good question. And much yeah. like Kevin, for, for me, shorter distance runs and shorter distance would be 5K, so three miles to six miles or so in training runs. I'm generally running in a fast state. I'm not ingesting any nutrition typically. Um, anything plus six miles for me at this stage, um, I may bring water with me or electrolytes because I'm a, I'm a salty sweater. So I'm sweating out electrolytes. So I like to replace like with like. So replacing with electrolytes. Um, and anything when I'm, um, towing the line for a race day or running for time at a half marathon mm -hmm. distance or marathon distance, I can say with absolute confidence that for, let's see, 2019, I was very fortunate to PR at every distance from one mile to 26.2 full marathon distance. And for my wow. half marathon PR, and my marathon PR, I was fueled. My AM breakfast was Tony's uh, high-protein performance oatmeal. So that's my go-to. Um, I recommend it to my athletes. Uh, it was part of a study back in probably 2016 where, you know, um, facts speak. You know, if you are properly fueled um, pre-workout, it can help your performance. A lot of times with energy management athletes, sometimes we're working in a depleted state or in some cases we're eating the wrong things that impact our performance or having a better understanding of your nutrition. So, again, great question. Um, and for some, it is better earlier out in their running journey to ingest something um, during the run, pre-run. And also, if it's a longer distance, we can talk about what are they eating the night before um, and how substantial that morning, the day of your race or the day of your big run uh, longer distance is going to be some people it may be a bagel and and peanut butter banana oatmeal uh, oatmeal tony's oatmeal with protein things along those lines so great question yeah great thank you you know when we did that performance trial it was really to see you know not just my product but the concept of balancing macros right and so what i thought was so interesting is that when we asked you and the other cohorts i think there were 25 of you and thank you again by the way for that in fact i just uh put a picture of you on checking your watch as we're getting ready to start in my my new book that's coming out um <laughs> in the next month and oh. talking about the performance trial because it doesn't just relate to to uh, endurance, but it relates to our blood sugar levels, balancing them, how we feel during the day, how we, how alert we are, our mental focus and acuity. So it relates to a lot of things, you know, for endurance, it's particularly important because if you don't have that free flowing glycogen, where are you going to get it? Right. At some point, you know, if you, you do need to look at what is what you've eaten the night before and things. But what was so interesting to me is that Everybody is different as well, right? So there can be runners who who would rather not eat anything, and they do great if it's a short distance. And maybe they've built up to it, and they feel better that way, but they still need to replenish, of course, after. But what was interesting is during this performance trial, some people just ate protein, 
like whey protein and water. Some people ate just a carbohydrate like a bagel or a banana. Some people ate a carb and a fat like a a bagel and some peanut butter. But nobody ate balanced macros. And it was interesting to me, like, why is that? That after it, for 25 different athletes, some elite like you were, Bertrand, and are uh, in that particular cohort, and some that were recreational, Nobody really did that, and I'm not sure why that is. I don't know if you have any thoughts around it. A little bit of a segue, but I'm very curious. I think it's just a matter of education. I think it's a matter of just understanding um, and c- communicating the importance of nutrition, even as a, I guess I would say a more experienced endurance athlete and a coach. I'm still learning. Um, we, when we partnered with you in February for the 14-day Cut the Crap Challenge, I think for both Kevin and I, we, there were some aha moments for us. The list you put together from us for us um, for foods that are very good for you and the ones that oh, you should probably avoid. And then to see the testimonials for people who committed for 14 or longer days with weight loss from 4 pounds upwards of 15, 16 pounds over that two-week period, just phenomenal. And how people felt people getting off prescribed medications um, because they felt better. Um, and, you know, those were some wonderful takeaways. Isn't that incredible? And, yeah, it's under their doctor's yes, supervision, of no course. Question. Uh, but their A1C counts came together, and these are people that weren't necessarily athletes, but they, they did see the weight loss. And I think what they loved about it, and this is what I think is a really healthy attitude, is that it is great to have that goal of perhaps losing some weight, but the m- more important goal is being healthy, oh. right? And so yeah. the weight loss is, or even weight gain, is a symptom of, perhaps an issue that's there. Too many calories, not the right kind of calories, not the right balance. So um, it was just great having all of, you know, Kevin, and you're telling me about how you're making changes in your household. That was yeah. that was pretty <laughs> remarkable. And just uh, what did you get out of it, Kevin? What was your big takeaway out of Cut the Yeah, crack? I mean, I think, yeah, just like, just like Bertrand mentioned, I mean, I think, you know, we're all trying to get educated as much as possible on all of this um, on on what foods work and what foods work for us as well and what foods work within our households as well. And so I think the biggest takeaways that, uh, that I got was really planning out a lot of those meals in advance, um, not waiting to the last minute to order on DoorDash or to, to pull a snack out of the cabinet and really to remove a lot of those you know, bad snacks from our pantries um, can help uh, tremendously in the long run. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the 14-day Cut the Craft Challenge for me was was really eye-opening. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Bertrand shows some blue, domin- blue diamond almonds right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I think, I think it was really eye-opening. And I think the support as well from the, from the group hug community where we all shared recipes, where we all shared success along the way, where we, you know, got our stamp at the end of the day. Um, all of that was just tremendously helpful for, for me and I think everybody who was involved in that challenge. That's great. And I think I totally agree with you, Bertrand, is it, you know, it just comes to education. And there's yeah. so many, many of us, we were raised into households where we just eat a certain way. That's kind of familial behaviors that are established. And then you go to do something like, oh, I think I want to become an athlete. I'm going to start running. And then you still, you know, you're still kind of stuck back with maybe what worked for you when you were 18 years old. <laughs> but, you know, our bodies change. We age. We, we are putting certain exertions on our bodies through, through the fitness and everything. So tell me about, Bertrand, if you want to start. 
and Kevin, you too, right after, is some of these stories where you've really impacted someone's life. Was there somebody that you just just sticks out in your mind as like, this was just so amazing because they did this. Wow. Um, this is going to get pretty personal real quick. Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. December 2020. So still in the midst of the pandemic. Um, three of my siblings, my sisters that are twins and my brother, we were, were talking about the coming year and they know that I'm an avid runner. My brother has run several races with me. Um, but my sisters were curious and, um, it came about that they wanted to do a half marathon. We're talking about doing a half marathon in December, 2020 race date was at the end of February, 2021. So a very short window. And what did they do? They had the want, um, they committed, they put it out there in the universe. And then we built a plan, uh, a plan that they bought into and it was what ch changed for them. What the, the the really clicked was the sense of supporting community and trusting the process. That there was a plan by by day, by week, and for them to really, as Kevin mentioned early in our conversation, you have to walk before you jog and jog before you run. So that process, granted, you know, if siblings, and there was a level of you know sibling competition in a good way. It fostered okay. If that person got their two-mile walk-in, then I'm going to go ahead and do, get my two-and-a-half-mile walk-in. Oh, you did two-and-a-half miles? I'm going to go ahead and get my three-and-a-half-mile walk-in. So it built the consistency that led to confidence. It led to physique changes. It led to more conversation regarding what can we do to feel better when we talk about our diet and nutrition. And then the sense of community from a family perspective was just profound. So my sisters went from probably not being able to run a mile completely to finishing their very first half marathon in, in less than two and a half months or so um, in just over two hours and 40 minutes, 13.1 um, miles. Could not be prouder of them. Um, so that's a, from conversation and idea to them thinking we want to, but I don't know if we can and just, just take a deep breath and be comfortable in we're going to start from from walking and distrust the process and were there some occasions where maybe because of the positive momentum and the sense of you know i can see my physique changing maybe them getting a little head ahead of themselves maybe doing a little bit much and the body kind of pushing back on them yes but sometimes we need those things to happen to kind of learn those lessons um mm -hmm. and be consistent methodical um and we pay emphasis on rest days, very important. And days when it's, when that five mile walk or walk run or jog is on the calendar where you have somebody else out there that you can reach out to and get some perspective. Um, maybe they're sharing a playlist. Um, maybe they're sharing their favorite smoothie recipe that you can be a reward at the end of the workout, or maybe to help get you jumpstart at the beginning of the workout. And this, the sense of confidence and accomplishment and to take you to, to race day, I mean, one of the, the happiest days as our family, um, when all four of us were able to cross that finish line as a family. So good stuff. That's pretty incredible. And they were in excellent hands with you. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, thank you very much. But, did you know, they, 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 did they, they, they did all the hard work. They did all the hard work. I could not run for them. I couldn't. You know, they they had the commitment. Right. Um, they had the tenacity and the grit. 
And, um, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to the, you know, race mob, race mob way of, of, of bringing people along and uh, feeling comfortable, but really listening to the athlete, family or not. I mean, they, you, the coach is only as good as your ability to listen and not, you know, it, you have to take in consideration the obstacles on what people are navigating in their day-to-day lives, because you may have a plan and you can't look at it as just, it's that many miles, it's that many workouts, get it done. That's not going to work for everybody. Some people are driven that way. Type A personality is very organized, can plug it in and just mm-hmm. go get it. But other people have other moving parts, especially when you're dealing with the pandemic and people's ability to put food on the table and spouses and kids and school, homeschooling, all those other pressures. How do you find time in a short window to start training and dedicating, you know, uh, you know, five, six hours a week to getting healthier? But the healthier component doesn't mean strictly fitness. It's the mental health benefits as well that is completely profound. And it rubs off on other family members, which has happened for us. You know, my, my sisters are runners. They've joined other running groups. Um, and it's, it's, it's great. That's remarkable. I really appreciate you sharing that personal story. That is as near and dear to you as you can you can get. How did your, how did your mom feel about her? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, mom and dad. Was it amazing? Um, just, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. And the cousins and the, you know, aunts, it was just a, a big, and friends, it's a, a huge family affair. Everyone, um, um, not a, not a dry eye, um, you know, when those, those <laughs> pictures were shared and the stories behind it. So, yeah. um, but thank you for asking, give me the opportunity to elaborate. Yeah, absolutely. And don't, and don't forget that your niece and your, um, your sister, shared a video for your birthday um, and they where they ran 52, 52 miles, right? Between the, it was yeah. so emotional. It's just such a heartfelt yeah. um, moment that you've inspired them. And, and they said so right in the video itself, how much you've inspired them. <laughs> I think he just pulled oh, on a Oh man, team. that is, uh, got him. yeah, the yeah. I was, I was cutting onions. That's what it says. Cutting onion, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's part of the the <laughs> salad. The Kevin salad I'm going to be eating later. <laughs> but yes, yes, um, yeah. yes. Wonderful. Uh, fitness is the gift that keeps on giving because again, it's not always about scale weight. It's not always about how fast you run. Um, ha- health and happiness are measured in in emotional health as well. And when you're able to connect with other people, it just touches you and moves you in a different way. And there's so many factors out there in this world today that are beating down on us, um, that your ability just to be able to connect and get outdoors and do something that makes you feel good. And it's good for the body as well. And mine, it's, it's, there's, there's no monetary value. You can't, you know, you can't quantify that from a monetary standpoint. It's priceless. So, um, that's why mm-hmm. the three of us are speaking today because we see that and um, realize the importance and how it can help others um, as we all just try to be happier versions of ourselves. Hey, we're all just trying to figure it out together. Be happy, right? Be as care- as caring as we can toward each other. Hold people's hands, bring them along when they need it, right? Forgive. There are just so many elements to to all of this. And recognizing, and this is the important thing too, recognizing that you never know what's going on in somebody's life 
it could have all kinds of situations going on. And the fact that people do have this natural desire to elevate themselves. And that is what we have in common with every single person in the world is that everyone wants, wants to live a longer, happier, healthier life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, that is yes. that we, yes. ever, so to me, this is so much about unity. Like why wouldn't people want to be a part of what you do? Like it, it's about yeah. unity and really, and, sh- and sharing that and with people. to Kevin's credit. Um, we had a, let's see, a running fundamentals uh, course, um, and um, there were some wonderful stories that came from that. But I know he may have other stories as well on success stories, but I can think of one that's that's uh, pretty special to him um, as well because he, he knows some history. So I want I'll let him kind of take it take it from there. <laughs> yeah, let's do Kevin. Let's see if we can get you crying a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think similar similar to Bertrand, you know, I think when we entered the pandemic, um, none of us really knew uh, what the situation was going to be, um, how people were going to come out the other side of it. And I think, you know, there were some very personal stories that I had with my father-in-law, with my mom as well, entering the pandemic, um, you know, them actually finding fitness, um, you know, being able to walk every day, finding, you know, getting Fitbits and, and being able to kind of top their scores and, um, you know, really finding their own way throughout this pandemic and them listening to our podcast and getting inspired. And I still get emails. I still get messages and text messages from those folks about how much they're enjoying our conversations, our conversations with guests throughout the entire time. So um, really thankful for, you know, the, 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 uh, ability for us to still have that platform, be able to still motivate and inspire people um, throughout this really difficult and tough time. Um, but what Bertrand was alluding to was uh, we've gotten so many requests from people that are new to running. And w- as you might expect, running, uh, sometimes people think, oh, you just throw on a pair of shoes and you just go out. But there are nuances to it. There are, you know, um, figuring out the right pair of shoes, figuring out your running form to some um, aspects, you know, figuring out how you're going to do periodization. So how are you going to improve your running in the long run? And that sometimes is through structured workouts, through structured training sessions, or through, you know, sometimes um, dynamic warmups or pliability workouts, um, a little bit more stretching and getting kind of your tendons more pliable. So we did launch this running fundamentals course back in October, um, couple of different uh, kind of lesson plans along the way to get somebody up to speed with um, what you may need to know to just start your running journey. And uh, we had some tremendous success, um, especially as, as Bertrand alluded to, uh, a good friend of mine was in that initial batch. Um, her initial 5K, I think, was up near 50 minutes. And by the end of those six weeks, uh, she was running a 5K at 36 minutes, so knocking nearly 15 minutes off of her 5K time, and just an incredible experience. And we just learned so much from you know the interactions, the exchanges, and she was just so happy and so proud of that moment. And we just hope that more and more people kind of take that next step in learning how to run and and anything that we can do to help people um, get there, um, we're happy to do. And it's just been very very rewarding. Oh, that is beautiful. You can just imagine the empowerment to the you gave her and how that's impacted other people in her life as well. So can you talk a little bit about some of the community things that you've done, um, certain events, things that you've done that help give back? 
as if yeah, you don't already. Abs- you do, but, <laughs> but I know you do. You do more. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, we are still looking to expand that community side of things. Um, we do have a community portion of our website is something that we're going to rebuild and, and kind of relaunch here in the next couple of months. Um, coach has been leading a every other week. So, um, uh, yeah, every two week kind of coaching session for our athletes. So, um, we're talking about topics such as strength training, such as nutrition, um, different topics that will help, um, the athletes along the way. Um, and again, we have kind of a lot of these podcasts, YouTube discussions, a lot of articles that we're publishing up on the website, but there's a lot of content that we, that we are producing to help athletes and help kind of answer some of the major questions that athletes have, uh, in their running journey. So, um, these are a couple of the things that we're working towards. And as kind of the, the pandemic protocols, start to lift in the next couple of months. We have a lot more planned um, over the next couple of months. Fantastic. And so how do people reach you no matter where they are in the world? <laughs> I would love for them to be able to connect yeah. with you, to be able to learn from you. What's the yeah, best Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So people can email me directly, kevin at racemob.com. We're also online on most social media platforms. So you can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook community. So just search for RaceMob on any of those platforms or just go to racemob.com where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter. Um, we have um, a couple of quizzes and questionnaires if you want to get a free training plan from Coach B or connect with Coach B directly. Um, so just go to racemob.com or racemob.com slash training for any of that. Um, and just just reach out to us. We're always here, always available for any questions that you may have. Fantastic. And what about Too Legit? Is there a different set of contact information? Uh, for, for yeah, thank you for well? the opportunity, uh, Tony, certainly. And yes, uh, via Instagram, and you can find us on uh, Facebook at Too Legit Fitness. So uh, pretty simple and straightforward. If you're looking to contact Coach B directly via email, uh, Bertrand at racemob.com. Excellent. And I will also be able to include all of those links into whatever platform I will be sharing this with. So they can also look there as well. But if not, they can certainly listen and and find out. So is there any other closing remarks, any words of advice, any wisdom, any, gee, I wish someone had told me that 20 years ago. (laughs) Any departing advice? I'll I'll go ahead and start and can close with uh, with KC here. Uh, let's see. Active runner for over a decade. I've run a couple of marathons and a few 5Ks in that time. And I've learned a thing or two. And I've learned very clearly that you cannot, no matter how active you are, you cannot outrun a fork. You cannot. Nutrition <laughs> trumps everything. You can spin your wheels. You can have You can do all the workouts, which is important. You have to put in the work that way. But equally, you must be mindful of your nutrition. You will have greater gains. You will get healthier quicker if you're able to combine your fitness routine with a strong, consistent, well-informed, well-balanced diet. And it's taken me a while to understand that. And now it's one of the one, one things that I consistently, um, as talking to, to athletes to, to impart that wisdom on them is that let's take a look at your nutrition is, you know, before we start diving deeper into workouts and five K's and progressive intervals, all that other stuff is how's the nutrition. So 
That's uh, that's one nugget I wanted to pass on. And Tony, you've really helped Kevin and I in that area, and will continue to help the the race mob and two legit fitness communities moving forward. Yeah, always happy to help, and I'm so glad that some of it has, you know, you've gleaned some additional things from it. Kevin, what about you? Any words of wisdom? Yeah, yeah, I think just the last parting words is you don't have to go it alone. You know, you don't have to do this by yourself. There are others in the same boat that are going through the same thing that you are, um, others that can help you along the way when you have questions. And so reach out, um, you know, find a community that can help welcome you. We always recommend that you come join us or you join Tony's uh, group hug. There's so many people out there that are willing to support you along that fitness journey and to that are willing to help you along the way. And so, um, yeah, my last parting advice is don't go it alone. Um, find some friends. And, and find a community. Don't go it alone. Get good nutrition. And the two of you are just such <laughs> remarkable human beings. I just ha- always have to say that because I'm constantly impressed by just the, your compassion and your caring and your your wisdom and your intellect and your sense of humor. And you just are both such, you know, remarkably just awesome people. So I think whoever decides to reach out to you, if they, if you help them a little or help them a lot, they are going to be in really, really capable hands. So thank you. So that wraps up our episode of Tony Talks Humanity Matters. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out how we can elevate our mindset, our bodies, and our spirit together. So let's do this, guys, from our heart to yours. <laughs> Love you guys. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tony. Guys. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>